This is the ruined maid. Um, today's podcast is the subject is spirits or spirit and any interpretation of that. I am going to open by reading um, a poem called A Thousand Moons that was written by um, a friend of mine called Hilly Cansdale, who sadly um, passed away a few years ago. Um, and this was read at her funeral. The spin of earth is speeding up. Has God or some malignant force lent out and greased its spinning core? I cling so tightly to my bed, my hair swings out towards the sky. I watch as weeks and months flash by and seasons change as rapidly. No sooner have the trees grown leaves, the solar wind has ripped them off. The starlit clouds stream flashing by. Alarmed, I see my childhood pass, my dolls and playthings, family home. I watch my youthful loves let go, my memories at speed whip past. With each rotation of the earth, I see the moon lit up at night. They say we have a thousand moons to watch and reach a good ripe age, but no one tells us why the time contracts with each succeeding year, speeds by so fast we feel betrayed. Oh, wow, that happens. fantastic. It really is fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. Right, so whoever would like to do. I've got one here that might fit that. It's uh, Isaac Amoff. So you're recording now? Yes. The soft bonds of love are different to life and death. They hold through time so that yesterday's love is part of today's and that the confidence in tomorrow's love is also part of today's. And when one dies, the memory lives in the other and is warm and breathing. And when both die, I almost believe, rationalist though I am, that somewhere it remains indestructible and eternal, enriching all the universe by the mere fact that I had once existed. We fear for death, yet we long for slumber and beautiful dreams. I've got one of my own poems here. Um, and you'll have to forgive the Spanish pronunciation because I haven't spoken Spanish for a long time. <laughs> It's called Do Not Forget Them. Um, it seems to fit the, fit the mood, mood on, rather yeah. than doing Wuthering Heights. Okay, which, yeah. we might do that in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and No Las Olvidas in uh, English is Do Not Forget Them, and that's what ah, the right, poem very, is yeah. called. Yeah. And it's set in a very remote valley between Wanda and El Cathiras, um, which is really only accessible by train which comes bundling out of the mountain and the river that forms the gorge is called the river Wadi Arrow. Do not forget them. No las olvidas. Rita Mancada Machado. Maria Dominguez Garcia. Carmen Marquez Espada. The women they said were witches. They did not burn them in the village or stone them to death or test them by holding them deep in the pools of the Rio Guadiaro. No, such methods were for other places, 
Besides, these women had sons and were loved. Their Christian burial on the mountainside was a part of the people's revenge. Their images warped and faded by sun. The crosses of metal corroded by heat in tall seeding grass. The jars of artificial flowers thrown by a hot mountain wind among rubbish and stones. Their places without a name or even a number. La propiedad de nada, their gods denied. Not Las Olvidas, Rita Mancado Machado, Maria Dominguez Garcia, Carmen Marquez Espada. The women who healed with the plants of the river and mountain, the women who midwifed the children of Wadiaro, the women who worshipped the goddess of green water at the place of white rocks where the river came out of the ground, Las Mujeres Magicas. It was all years ago. The bright lilies and roses of cloth split in the wind have long disappeared and the land has been blackened by fire. Only the green fans of cacti erupt and vibrate in the noise of chicadas and the Rio Guadiaro is red with flowering trees larger than man. Nor las olvidas. Do not forget them. The light of the stars that we have distinguished ages ago still reaches us. So it is with the great men who died centuries ago, but still reach us with the radiations of their personality. Right, so um, I've got one by um, the American poet Ella Wheeler Wilcox, and like she's no, she's no Shakespeare, if you know what I mean, but. A friend introduced me to her stuff when I was a teenager um, because she, my friend said she'd written a poem for, for everything and because, because my life was quite difficult when I was a child and a teenager as was my friends and sort of we used to sort of read her because we found her helpful um, and so this one's called The Soul's Farewell to the Body. So the person is dying and they, they, they're not dead yet, but they know they're going to become a spirit. And it's how they feel about their time on earth. Okay. So, it's, okay, so we must part forever. And although I have long beat my wings and cried to go free from your narrow, limited control, forth into space, the true home of the soul, Yet now, yet now that hour is drawing near, I pause reluctant, finding you so dear. All joys await me in the realm of God. Must you, my comrade, moulder in the sod? I was your captive, yet you were my slave. Your prisoner, yet obedience you gave. To all my earnest wishes and commands, now to the worm I leave those willing hands that toiled for me or held the books I read, those feet that trod where I wished to tread, those arms that clasped my dear ones into the breast on which one loved and loving heart found rest, those lips through which my prayers to God have risen, those eyes that were the windows to my prison. 
from these, all these, death's angel bids me sever, dear comrade, body, fare thee well for ever. I go to my inheritance and go, with joy that only the freed soul can know. Yet in my spirit wanderings I trust, I may sometimes pause near your sacred dust. Can I read one for the God has placed in each soul an apostle to lead us upon the illuminated path, yet many seek life from without, unaware that it is within them. Um, this one's for you, Juliet. A bit of humour might oh, no, It's not about spirits, but in a sense, it's about fate. Right. And it's about the wasps that stung you. Oh, right, okay. And it, it, same, thing happened, same thing happened to me uh, several years ago. And I kept trying... only just written. No, 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 oh, it's a collection oh, of my yeah. poems, yeah. <laughs> so, but I sympathise with your predicament. Oh, I thought you could say you sympathise with the wasps. <laughs> no, no. Stung. Wasps. Stung. This is a penny arm. <laughs> it was Cheerful. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> it was not that it was a mere wasp. It was no more mere than any other wasp. Probably by its own standards, a perfectly adequate wasp. Ship-shape, fun-loving... Good-looking, prudent, ambitious, adventurous, affectionate, a fairly tidy wasp. It was just that it stung me at that particular time, and I will never forgive it. <laughs> how distant am I from the people when I am with them, and how close when they are far away? I've got quite a lengthy one. Well, by my usually I like short poems, but this one's really nice. This one's by Godia Ibukali. And it's called Existential Crisis. Dual moments of ecstasy and fantasy, reverberating with stilled silence. A journey into Wonderland, a voyage into the desert of reality. Walking on the edge, creeping on the thin line above the abyss. If you want to get rich, get a big loan. If you want to be ruined, take a big loan. Suspended by rope, the rope attached to heaven, the only way to paradise, but dangling mid-air above hell. Kicking and screaming as I try to heave myself, confounded by the allure below, the smell of sex, the smell of booze, the smell of fried beef. My muscles are tiring. My spirit is weakening, the task is sissy and all vanity. The race is not the swift, the breed is not the hungry, the bread is not the hungry. Chance only to a select few, and without chance can barely make it. Now that I can afford delicacies, weight is a weighty issue. Rich adults are worried about their belly fat. Poor just want food. The poor want to be rich and fat. The rich are diseased and obese. The rich admire the poor man's diet. The poor man admires the rich man's diet. 
Life is like a Sophian task. Life is a rat race. Many who know the price of everything are ignorant of its value. Shall I read another one? Yeah. yeah I only made a couple of them. Okay, so I wrote this one, so it won't be as good. Um, it's called The Sea Sorrow. My sorrow is somewhere else. There should be no place for it here. It is not my sunken heart which brings me to this water's edge, but the sorrow of the sea. How does pain survive and steer its ship from foreign shores through the vestiges of time, surviving wind and rain and storm, navigating from the distant past under shipwrecked skies to reach a future home and find a resting place among the salty ashes of your bones. Oh, that's lovely. lovely. Yes. And then I've got one. This is going to go well. Yeah. Poets are two kinds, an intellectual with an acquired personality and an inspired one who has, was a self before his human training began. But the difference between intelligence and inspiration in poetry is like the difference between sharp fingernails that mangle the skin and ethereal lips that kiss and heal the body's sores. We, we think we're the second type of poet. <laughs> um, now for some gothic horror. <laughs> you, need a, you need a good ghost in this mix, don't you? Uh, and the one, I mean, besides probably Hamlet, the obvious example is, is Wuthering Heights. And it's actually made me reread it because everybody thinks they know it or they've seen the film. I read it when I was a teenager. Yeah, but I really. And actually, the opening of the the book, where Lowood is going to rent Thuscross Grange and meets Heathcliff and identifies with him entirely as this reserved, splendidly handsome bloke, you know, it's actually quite comic. <laughs> but it quickly stops being comic, I'm afraid. Yes. Uh, this is Lowood being put up in Heathcliff's spare room at Wuthering Heights. <laughs> not, not a very good choice of accommodation. Um, I listen, and he's trying to get to sleep. I listened doubtingly an instant, detected the disturber, then turned and dozed and dreamt again, if possibly still more disagreeably than before. This time I remembered I was lying in the oak closet and I heard distinctly the gusty wind and the driving of the snow. I heard also the fir bough repeat its teasing sound and ascribed it to the right cause. But it annoyed me so much that I resolved to silence it, if possible, and I thought I rose and endeavoured to unhasp the casement. The hook was soldered into the staple a circumstance observed by me when awake, but forgotten. I must stop it nevertheless, nevertheless, I muttered, knocking my knuckles through the glass and stretching an arm out to seize the importunate branch, instead of which my fingers closed on the fingers of a little ice-cold hand. The intense horror of nightmare came over me. I tried to draw back my arm, but the hand clung to it. And a most melancholy voice sobbed, let me in, let me in. Who are you, I asked, struggling meanwhile to disengage myself. K. 
Catherine Linton, replied shiveringly. Why did I think of Linton? I had read Earnshaw twenty times for Linton. I'm come home. I've lost my way on the moor. As it spoke, I discerned obscurely a child's face looking through the window. Terror made me cruel, and finding it useless to attempt shaking the creature off, I pulled its wrist onto the broken pane and rubbed it to and fro till the blood ran down and soaked the bedclothes, and still it wailed, let me in, and maintained its tenacious grip, almost maddening me with fear. How can I? I said at length. Let me go, if you want me to let you in. The fingers relaxed. I snatched mine through the hole, hurriedly piled the books up in a pyramid against it, and stopped my ears to exclude the lamentable prayer. I seemed to keep them closed about quarter of an hour, yet the instant I listened again there was a doleful cry moaning out. Be gone, I shouted. I'll never let you in, not if you beg for twenty years. It's twenty years, moaned the voice. Twenty years. I've been away for twenty years. Thereat began a feeble scratching outside, and the pile of books moved as if thrust forward. I tried to jump up, but could not stir a limb, and so yelled aloud in a frenzy of fright. It's a very famous, uh, the the callousness of this person who's meant to be a gentleman and and represent all the right virtues Mm. and Mm. where he goes, the Grange is is seen as a pleasant, beautiful place and Mm. Cathy gets torn between there and the the evil of Wuthering Heights. But I mean, underneath that gentleman, I mean, even if he was just a dream, to to rub someone's wrist against broken glass. glass. I know, disgusting. That'll tear you up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all in tears now. Yes. Would it not be more economical for the governments to build asylums for the same instead of the demented? <laughs> You've got another one, um, yes. Angle? So, Sonia? Okay, uh, well, so you did. <laughs> you said spirits. So, <laughs> so we'll, well this is <laughs> this is something that everyone's heard of, and it's almost. That's a lovely old book. It is a lovely yeah, book. Yeah, so it's, it's, everyone's heard of it, The Stolen Child. Yes, by yes, yes. yes. And yes. I know it's yes. a bit yes. naff to say <laughs> it's my fa- one of my favourite poems, but it is. Yeah. Because no, I, I studied not. Yeats on my... I did a Master's in History, and when I did one literature module on it and yes. studied him, and I really loved his, po- loved his poetry. Not his older stuff, his early stuff. Yeah. I thought his older stuff was rubbish. He's such a, an interesting poem. It's a bit of a long poem. Yeah. Shall I read it? Yeah. Because it's yeah. not a spirit, it's a fairy. But yeah. What, yeah, do, yeah, what date, fine. if you don't want me to ask you, what date was the book published? I think we could have easily called this one um, Soul Searching. Yeah, yeah. Like Actually, we could, yes. 1908. Ah. Right. Lovely. So, uh, where dips the rocky highland of Sleuthwood in the lake, there lies a leafy island where flapping herons wake the drowsy water rats. There we've hid our fairy vats, full of berries and of red as stolen cherries. Come away, O oh human child, to the waters and the wild, with a fairy hand in hand, for the world's more full of weeping than you can understand. Where the wave of moonlight glosses the dim grey sands with light, 
Far off by furthest rosses, we foot it all the night. Weaving olden dances, mingling hands and mingling glances, till the moon has taken flight. To and fro we leap and chase the frothy bubbles, while the world is full of troubles and is anxious in its sleep. Come away, O human child, to the waters and the wild, with a fairy hand in hand, for the world's more full of weeping than you can understand. Where the wandering water gushes from the hills above Glencar, in pools among the rushes that scarce could bathe a star, we seek them for slumbering trout and whispering in their ears, give them unquiet dreams, leaning softly out from ferns that drop their tears over the young streams. Come away, O human child, to the waters and the wild, with a fairy hand in hand, for the world's more full of weeping than you can understand. Away with us is going, the solemn eye, you'll hear no more the lowing of the calves on the warm hillside. Or the kettle on the hob sing peace into his breast, or see the brown mice bob round and round the oatmeal chest. For he comes, the human child, to the waters and the wild, with a fairy hand in hand, from a world more full of weeping than he can understand. That's wonderful. Was he a member of the Golden Dawn? I think he might have been actually. Yeah, because it was something to do with Maud Gartner as well, wasn't it? Yeah, he there? was obsessed with her. She didn't really reciprocate though. No, it's nothing like unrequited love, is it? Yeah, yeah. Right, let's see. I think you do like quite. I've got a quote here. I'll just do one quickly. Maybe happiness is not the feeling you should be be elsewhere, doing something else, being someone else. And that's by Isaac Hamill. Yeah. What arises when the secret vision of the artist and the manifestation of nature agree to find new shapes. Um, this is from the collection I wrote when I came back to Somerset. And um, it was South Somerset, which is where my uh, father's farming family still farm. Um, and uh, my aunt fa uh, farmed at a place called Alla. Which, which is famous, which is famous his dragon. And also for Guthrum, the Dane, being yes. baptised in the church. And someone says unusual. there is a splendid cider farm there. As oh, well. I didn't give, out, give out free samples <laughs> at Beer, B-E-R-E, which right. is exactly where my aunt farmed. Right. But when you get to Alla, it's where the, the hills at, um, up at the top at High Ham fall off yeah. into the levels. And the church is kind of precariously placed. Mound, yes. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, it is a mound. Yeah, it and is you a get mound. All, yeah. all the all the gravestones at the edge look as though they were a topple and get yeah. lost. Yeah. And yeah. my aunt can remember when it was all water. It was all round. Yes. yes. And she yeah. had to row a boat across to Oathlock, where allegedly salt water turns to fresh and the other way round. Although it's obviously gradual. Yeah. 
process. She had to row the boat across to milk the cows twice a day. <laughs> so did she, did, was the farm, um, not the manor house, because the manor house next no. to the church is as on you the come up to Turn well. Hill, yeah. come down, uh, it was the first turning on the right. Right, right. And it's called Beer Farm, actually. Because John of Allah, you know, the legend of John yes. of Allah slaying the dragon. And the baby dragons as well. Yeah, and the yeah. baby dragons. Yes, yeah, well, John of Allah. The baby actually, dragons. You know, that um, in church, there's an effigy of him behind the door. He's been shut behind the door. It's a stone effigy. It's really, really warm. It's 12th century. And it was actually, a, a, for a long time, it was just dumped out in the churchyard. And, of course, it just all deteriorated. But it's really old. There's another knight in there as well, but he's much, much more recent. Um, so there's this image of John of Allah behind the door. He actually lived in the manor house. Um, and, of course, he slayed the dragon with his spear, which is actually in, supposedly in the church at Lohan. There is a yes, spear. Yes, but I was just yeah. going to say that. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what they claim. They claim. You can, yeah. it can imagine what the visitor's book reads yeah, like. I know, I know, I know. But the church at Lohan Tell us is another. Yeah. yeah, well, it's, it's a redundant church, isn't it? But... Um, Oh, we used to go yeah. for three-legged races round when oh, they really? had their annual right. sports. Yes. My sister and me did three-legged races round the church because it's in the field. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, gosh, yeah. So, and they found a big Roman mosaic there as well. Yes, didn't they? Yeah. So, very, very interesting area. Well, we were christened at High Ham, you see. Oh, really? Yeah, my father and suddenly decided he a job lot because my sister's only a year, <laughs> year <laughs> younger than me. Yeah, let's yeah. get it all over at once. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Anna Churchyard and it's called, there's Invitation 1 and Invitation 2 and it's the feeling of being sucked into the church. Yes, Invitation 1 and Invitation 2 and it's the feeling of being sucked into the levels. Right. Which right. Are, can uh, be extremely yes. dangerous yes. places. Yes, Stand on the outer rim of solid earth where the last gravestone leans in the peaks, its story sucked into silence. Watch the rough wall teeter on the reen's edge, rocking into oblivion. Stare into the mist where the cows drown, drifting from the slipshod drove. Observe the levels tip and dip, wriggling at the edges of the known world. Of course, eventually, the sea will fall, the summer sun invite forgetfulness. But hesitate before you leave that outer rim, the last gravestone leans, lusting for its reflection. Your story, too, could be sucked into silence. And this was invitation to same place. Water from the reens, it sucks and laps the borders of the land, Sounds which flirt with music, now a tune, now a monotone. The rhythm catching at the edges of my skirt. The rhythm catching at the edges of my skirt. My feet struggle, matted in the clay. One world an island in the light and sky. One world perpetual twilight on a winter's day. One world perpetual twilight on a winter's day. Which fills me up with dreams that tantalise then hurt with tricks, blue liar sand and silver seas. It steals my plan and, and turns them into droves of dirt. It steals my plans and turns them into droves of dirt. And I, neither in the world of certain ways nor in the gloaming world of fantasies, I, 
tickled by the mud between my toes, begin to laugh and tuck my skirt away. I, tickled by the mud between my toes, begin to laugh and tuck my skirt away. A world that steals my plans and turns them into droves of dirt. A world, perpetual twilight on a winter's day. The rhythm only catches at the edges of my skirt. That's lovely. Mm. That's lovely. The tree that contrives to cheat life by living in the shade withers when it is removed and replanted in the sun. So, oh, that's an interesting one because I'm not entirely sure that some trees would like it, to be present. Would like to be in the shade. And you take, you take some, yeah, yeah, like yes, a hazel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's an interesting one. It is an interesting there, one. There are phrases like that which is like the darkest hour before dawn. It's not. No, <laughs> no, no. Or not no, happens right. before that happens. But I've always found that, that frustrating. Yeah, the inside. You get read about people waking up, I do it myself, three or four in the morning in a blind panic and wondering. Why, yeah, I, yeah. why I'm panicking. But, but also people sometimes, isn't it through, through that t about that time in the morning that people often just die? I mean, not often, but the tears. Yes, I'll think, think about yeah. the next time I wake Sorry. up. Yeah. Yeah. So, I it's like, I know that during the, during the day it's about when, you know, when, when you naturally want to sleep, it's about two o'clock in the day. So well, maybe there's a correlation lunch, with, yeah, 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 so maybe yeah. there's a correlation with two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, my late husband died in in the early hours, really? and the the staff nurse was actually in tears in tears because she she said he was so she used the word perky he was so perky when I checked on him last and then I think sometimes people are before they die some yes sort of illuminated and yeah well, yes. 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 Yeah, it's like one of the most disconcerting things you can hear, isn't it? Oh, I didn't think there was anything wrong with him. A friend yeah. of mine. Well, I knew there was things wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> he wouldn't be in much of a hospital yes, yeah. in intensive care otherwise. But oh, yeah. <laughs> A friend of mine died a couple of years ago, and I saw him, not the day before, but the day before, and he looked so much better yes. than he had been, and he almost looked like there was a, like a bit... I, like, I don't know. A glow. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, yes. and Colin actually yes. looked weller so when he was dead than when he was alive. No. I know it's an all, yes. sounds an yeah, awful no, thing no. to say. Maybe but it's meant to be. Yeah. Anyway, I've got one here on the mm. subject of spirits. So, oh, it was true. Oh, it was true, yes, yes. As though, though literally, although it's a cliche, he had found peace. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so sorry, we've okay. gone off in another tributary, haven't yeah. we? <laughs> so this one's by someone called Michael Berryman, but I don't know the title. I don't want fancy boutique beer, and I can't drink cocktails bionic. What I need to fill me with cheer is a long, cool, iced gin and tonic. <laughs> some drink cocktails with juice and berries, and some simp whis sip whiskey milk, so platonic. The blue rinse ladies do love their sherries, but give me a well-made gin and tonic. <laughs> a frosted glass filled with ice with added lemon and fresh lime zest. Mm. <laughs> Topped with tonic, it's so, so nice, and London dry gin is the best. So no more pros, it's late in the day, and wowzers claim all drink demonic. I have said my all. What I would say, it's time now for that gin and tonic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love gin and tonic. Oh, yeah, yeah, so do I. Yes. Mm. Yeah. You need a good tonic, though. Yes. 
I Do a drunk episode. Yeah. Be great, and you know. games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We could yeah. do drink and drugs next. Yeah. yeah, we could. Obviously, just we won't. Drink. We'll just be drinking. There we are. Just yeah. a disclaimer. Yes. Uh, um, Put those magic mushrooms away. <laughs> You've got a friend on your knee. Oh, 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 oh. God. At least it wasn't a wash. <laughs> that one's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Is he's it really right. a mosquito? Right. No, he's, no, he's, he's a daddy, daddy long, legs. long legs. Oh, I love yeah. daddy long legs. Yeah. Is, 
three, four, six. No, it's got legs. six, so that would be right. Don't they normally have eight legs? I don't know. Well, spiders do, but I don't know about... Yes, yeah, so put it in the grass and let's see what... I know in, in Cuba, where I went with an international brigade and, mm. and Fidel Castro was in power. Well, that's good. Oh, and he, he just, yeah. Well, it's, a, it's touristy now, but it, then it was... Oh, you only got in... Um, I'm not necessarily... As not part sure. of this work brigade. And um, Castro had this bright idea that he'd test out camping for the population. Uh, right. And he'd experiment with the International Brigade of Workers first. Um, so we went down to the... We were transported to the Bay of Pigs. And he'd, he um, managed to give us tents with the flat roofs. And it was the monsoon season, you can imagine what happened. And everybody fell into a national stereotype. Like, the Italians stormed around and said, take us back to base immediately. And the Germans fixed the mosquito nets. (laughs) And the English inspected the loose. And the the toilets were awful. They were attached to the bay on a pipeline which went straight into the Bay of Pigs and cockroaches used to come up the pipe and rattle around in the bottom of the loo. I'm afraid I took to the Took to the jungle in the end. Yes, they have a really good health system in Cuba. Have they? Yeah. Well, it couldn't be better than that. Yeah. That wouldn't be difficult at the moment, would it? (laughs) No. Right. Who's going next? Oh, 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 yes. You got distracted. What's she doing? It doesn't matter. Just ignore me. Well, I think Penny Ann wants to read. <laughs> it's recording. <laughs> okay, okay, just slap me with a book. We haven't gone from cockroaches in, in Cuba to Rudyard Kipling. In one easy leap. Yeah. The way through the woods. They shut the road through the woods 70 years ago. Weather and rain have undone it again. And now you would never know there was once a road through the woods before they planted the trees. It is underneath the coppice and heath and the thin anemones. Only the keeper sees that where the ring dove broods and the badgers roll at ease, there was once a road through the woods. Yet if you enter the woods of a summer evening late, when the night air cools on the trout ring pools, where the otter whistles his mates, they fear not men in the woods because they see so few. You will hear the beat of a horse's feet and the swish of a skirt in the dew, steadily cantering through the misty solitudes as though they perfectly knew the old lost road through the woods. But there is no road through the woods. Yes, that was a folk song. Was it? Oh, is yeah, that why yeah, I yeah. you know it from? No, 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 I heard, I heard it on a podcast oh, and right. it's a beautiful folk song and it's really lovely and it was, I, I was just saying that the songs now all are about love or breaking up or, yeah, yeah. you know, how good we, you know, and stuff like that, yeah. but actually it used to be of things like Roads in the Wood and uh, oh, yeah, all like other things, you know. songs are like that. Yeah, they yeah. are. It's, yeah. the, it's the yeah. generic yeah. R&B, yeah. rock. Whatever. Yeah, we've kind of oh, run out of uh, subject yeah. material. Well, yeah, you know. folk stuff is it different. Is. Yeah, because when, yeah. when, when we had that, one of the very early sessions before you were recording stuff, yeah. do you remember why um, I brought the John Pritchard book of folk? You know, folk, I gave you a copy. Yeah, oh, yes, yes, I've, and, I've and got that, that one. And I was saying that they used to do everything, you know, everything that was just ordinary things that were going on, people that died and murders and all the rest of it, yeah. they would make folk. 
song about yeah. that. So, uh, but maybe we need to revisit that one because that was never recorded. We can do, yeah. But yeah. Not, not, but not anyway, are you doing another one? or? Um, I'm after you, one of you. Yeah, it's fine. I've done my four, but I've only got one ending one to do. Well, do you want to do that one? Yeah, you do yours, and then I'll... You've got one anymore. Yeah. Well, I've actually, I literally have just been scrolling, and uh, I found one. It's by uh, Sister Claude... This is what I was doing on my phone. I I was scrolling for a poem. Yeah. Sister Claude of Jesus, SHN, it says... Um... More than the moment. This is the measured moment, more than the shadowed pool. In but an instant when shadows grow tall, the sky is not spanned in seeing white arches above, white wanderings whisper, courting the wings of a dove. This is the measured moment, more than the soul's swift light, where no candle gluts the ending dark of night. This is an advice from a mother to her daughter, um, but I don't think it would be very kindly taken. Right. So it's, it's full of wisdom, but it, it would be. Is, is it spiritual? Yes. Yeah, it is a bit. Yes. Yeah. About practical matters and laughter. It's one of my own. Right. You were asking about love, daughter. I have experienced love for you, for my sons, for my husband, for a time. For some, not all of the gods. You know about these, my experiences, and do not want to know. You want advice, recipes and spells, charms against the evil fates, way-marked paths to happiness. My life is, after all, my own, unlimited. You think my knowledge is something else, immutable, the stuff that facts are made of. You are wrong. You will not listen. The plants will kill you or redeem you, heal you, feed you, poison or deceive you, make you laugh or love into another world, vomit up your soul, do nothing except leave you with a plate of boiled up green that you do not want to eat. You asked about love, daughter. I will give you advice about love and practical matters. Stuff the mattress you will use for making love, conceiving children, with ladies' bed straw, a plant that smells like honey after dusk. Cultivate your husband's love with heart disease, the tubers of the orchid and cowslip, friend of Freya, Odin's wife, goddess of happiness and love. In childbirth, use treacle mustard in wine to speed your labour for your children. Feed them, for your children, feed them rosehip syrup, honey from the clover, make powdered roots of iris into teething rings, use meadowsweet for colds and flu, and for wounds and bruises. Well, daughter, you are bored. You do not wish to know the A, B, C and X, Y, Z of plants. Emetics, purgatives, poisons, antidotes and cures. You want the key to grander things, good fortune. Beauty, long life, luck. Perhaps you do not wish to starch his shirts with bluebell sap, or clear his head from ale with speedwell. Improve the mild yield of your cows with buttercups, 
make nettle cloth and nettle beer and nettle soup, gather heather into Thatchel home and make a fire. Perhaps, my daughter, you want more. There are plants, the women say, which keep away the evils of the world, wines and teas and cordials, which take away the pain of living in this world, infusions which will transport you, daughter of a witch, to places no man has ever seen. But beware the magic formula. Your magic is within. Form a friendship with plants. Turn to them for help, but not solutions. Finally, dear daughter, a postscript to my letter. Know the poppy well, plant of motherhood, agriculture, and the earth goddess. Know too how to make tea of foxglove, which can free you from any tyrant man who wishes you his slave. And know that even on the shortest, darkest day, when death pretends to be a friend, meadow saffron and woods crowfoot will be to tempt you with laughter, will be able to tempt you with laughter. I wish you well, Mother. <laughs> That's a wonderful poem. It is a good I would poem. like to it's have just, a dispute a with the Fox Club. Well, if you can control the heartbeat, digitalis, well, but it can also speed it up. What I can make out, they used to shove it into the mouth of someone having a heart attack to give them a heart attack, to get rid of the heart attack. But then they found Lily of the Valley, which actually works without the digitalis. So uh, it works differently. Fox love itself is dangerous. Mind you saying that, yeah, I've seen is. a dog eating dry fox love before. And I tried to work out why they were doing it. But, uh, they, but they use digitalis in modern drugs. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. volatile. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And most things, if you take too much of them, like gin and tonic, can kill yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. I've, always, I've always said like not to play with fox love even. Not to pick it like flowers because it, it can be that you can get yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 and it's usually the young plants that are, are the most potent, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, no, I'd, I'd imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Same as hemlock and monkshood. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't mess with them either. Massive disclaimer Google anything you want to eat that grows yeah. out the yeah. ground. Yeah. Just eat grass. And then go through that list. You know. oh, well, you have to t decide which type of yeah, grass. Yeah, that's right. At ebb tide I wrote a line upon the sand and gave it all my heart and all my soul. At flood tide I returned to read what I had inscribed and found my ignorance upon the shore. Will that that's give us give everybody a food for thought? Yeah. <laughs> it's been a quite a deep episode. Oh a very deep episode. Except it was. Yeah, except it was. <laughs>